Shout out to everyone who, like myself, have a plan to get and stay healthy. However, that plan is going directly out the door tomorrow because Thanksgiving dinner is about to go down. Now, I for one honestly don't care personally about the holidays. However, I love me some food. So, happy cheat day, everybody. <laughs> Oh man, um, nevertheless, nevertheless, wherever you may be listening, I have hoped you had a very good week because I know I have as well. All right, thank you, ladies and gents, for tuning in, taking time out of your busy day and schedules to listen. Also, thank everyone that has already gone and visited both of my social media pages. Um, the first one on Facebook, which can be found at RYL now. That's the word R spelled out YL now on Facebook. And for the people who's gone over to TikTok to follow me there as well. And that can be found by searching are you listening now underscore A Y L N. And you can find me there. If you haven't already, I'll greatly appreciate it if you do. If you want more content, I normally on my own TikTok, I normally I'm starting to post more videos there on days that obviously the podcast isn't uploaded. So again, if you want more content from me, look for me there. And of course, there's content on Facebook as well. So like and follow me there as well. In the, the show notes, you can find timestamps for the different segments of the show. So that way you can go back and listen to your favorite segment when you want to. My podcast is being played anywhere podcast or being played nowadays. So when you do tell a friend, family, or loved one, they can pretty much find the show anywhere. On these different platforms as well, there's also a section to be able to rate the show, like it, subscribe to it. So that way... Anytime a new episode drops, you get notification that sends it right to you. If you want to get the show as soon as it comes, make sure to subscribe. But to kick off today's show, I will tell everybody that today's show may not be too terribly long today, simply because... That's right. It is my birthday today. So the show... Isn't going to be as long as it normally is, but let's dive right in. So getting married is always such a joyous event with family members, friends, and loved ones gathering together to help celebrate the union of this man and this woman who will spend the rest of their lives together for better or for worse, for rich or poor in sickness and in health to death. Do you part? is what is told and agreed to, but isn't always a sticking point since divorce rate in the United States is over 50%. And in the world, the highest divorce rate is a staggering 87% in a country called, I'm going to butcher this, Luxembourg. 
I'm sure I got that right. If I did, my apologies for anybody who may be listening to me from that country. Now, there are many reasons why couples end up calling it quits, but the number one reason that couples call it quits is because of money. And since this happens to be in the vows that were just read, I wanted to talk about an interesting article that I read. In this article, it talked about how couples who spend more money on their weddings somewhere north of $20,000 or more or 46% more likely to split from their spouse and eventually end up in divorce. On the contrast of that, couples who spend $1,000 or less on their weddings were 53% less likely to actually get divorced. When you first get married to your mate, bringing your income together to work as a team is important. It's it's vital, really, honestly, to have a successful marriage. But it also could mean that any debt or money owed is going to come along as well. You all have heard me talk in the past on several occasions about how one of the quickest ways to be able to enjoy your hard earn money is to get rid of debt. And this holds much more true when you are making a choice to actually get married. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't marry anyone if they have debt. That shouldn't be a breaking point for you, if you will. But having that conversation early on might help you both to understand just how much money you all can spend on a wedding and really talk about how both sides actually view finance. Now coming together with debt is one thing, but driving yourselves deeper into debt just to say I do might already start to have you get the nails and the hammer ready to close the coffin on a long lasting relationship. Now I get it. I really do. I I understand. A lot of people want that fairy tale wedding that you have seen on TV or movies or even read about. We all have seen or heard about these bridezillas going overboard because they have to have the perfect wedding. And the perfect wedding, unfortunately, is going to cost you a lot of money, probably more than you actually have. The highest wedding, the average, excuse me, wedding cost in the world is $22,500. And let's be honest, not a lot of people has that kind of money. The average American has roughly about $21,214 in savings. And that's also including retirement. So when you look at that, that means that to marry that special someone, You have to basically mortgage your future. And with the numbers we just read earlier, that just doesn't make good sense. Having said that, though, no one gets married with the intent to leave their mate. I do understand. I myself am getting married in about six weeks or so. And we aren't thinking about leaving each other either. Clearly, right? But 
me and her both have had that money conversation and we like keeping money in our accounts. So we're, so we are choosing to actually go the cheaper route. I hope and pray that anyone listening who might be getting married or if you plan on making that commitment one day that you and your spouse stay together forever. But before I end this segment, I just wanted to leave you with this advice. Count up the cost, all of it, because doing so might keep you together and save you a few dollars as well. All right, ladies and gents, let me switch to this. You know what? I've done so well these last two weeks that I don't even want to talk about this really because I don't want to bring up any bad juju by talking about it. I don't want to do that. I'm not a superstitious person, to be honest with y'all, but I'll just stay humble because it is a long NFL season. With my 4-1 record last week, it brought my overall record to 27-18, and which, you know, starting, starting to look pretty good, starting to look pretty good. So let's dive into these picks and let's see if I can keep this momentum train rolling. The first game I'm going to pick is the Colts and the Bucks. So yes, a Colts game getting picked three weeks in a row. I think by now everybody listening knows that this is my team and the fact that we're actually rolling. Yep, they are going to get picked. My team has won four out of the last five games. My quarterback Carson Wentz is staying healthy, but he isn't the total reason why my team is winning. We're actually winning because our running back, uh, Jonathan Taylor, is all of a sudden looking like he could be the next emerging running back in the league. I'm highly impressed with the young man. Over 1,100 yards rushing so far the year, 13 rushing touchdowns. I mean, the young man is balling. He's the reason why my team is 6-5. and and only a couple of games back from Tennessee in the division and putting us right in the thick of the wild card race in the AFC. Having said that, we're at home, but the Bucks, the defending Super Bowl champs who, you know, they beat the Giants, so nothing to write home about. Again, a win is a win. And they were coming off a bye. They really actually, no, I'm sorry, they were not coming off of a bye, but in any case, um, they really actually needed that win. So it actually helped them. Tom Brady looked again back to being like Tom Brady, which for a lot of the league is really scary. He leads the league in yards and touchdown passes with over 3,029 touchdowns. Um, he's only thrown eight, in, eight interceptions, so he's not playing the best we've seen him play, but he's playing pretty, pretty well. Tampa Bay's defense looked great last week, but again, that was against the Giants who just fired their offensive coordinator. Having said that, I'm going to pick the Colts in this game. Since we're at home, I know the Bucks technically are a better team, but we're at home. We have the momentum on our side. Our defense is playing pretty well. I know it doesn't look like it when you start looking at some of the breakdown stats, but 
We don't give up a lot of points per game. And we do okay in the rush. And Tampa Bay really doesn't run the ball that well anyway. So I have Colts over Bucks. The next game that I'm picking is the Rams and the Packers. The Packers coming off that upset loss of Minnesota, who again normally plays them pretty tough. And then you have the Rams coming to town. And this right here again, this is the game of the week. Neither team has actually looked too good the last really couple of weeks. The Rams have lost two straight games, which is, you know, obviously uncharacteristic for them. They got selected by Tennessee and they got selected by San Francisco of all teams. They, they need a win. Green Bay, on the other hand, even though lost to Minnesota, they barely well, I mean, they beat the Seahawks, but Russell Wilson had just came back. So what wasn't really much to write home there. Green Bay's at home. And honestly, this line is only a one-point spread. So that tells you just what Vegas thinks about this being a pick on game. And I kind of see it the same way. I actually am picking the Rams in this game to win. Simply because the Rams are trying to keep pace with the Cardinals, who I think are now two games up on them for the division. And the Rams need to try to get this bad taste out of their mouth, losing two straight games. And to lose a third would be not ideal for them, I'm sure. So I I, I think uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to lose their second straight game and the Rams are going to win, are going to win this game. Let's go to the next game that I'm picking, and that's the Steelers. And the Bengals. Who boy, you know, I've said that that AFC North division is going to be a dogfight all year. And it's really actually that. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, again, are, are ahead in that division. I think they're I think they're a game and a half up now. And then the other teams are kind of right there. Kind of vying for second place and obviously they keep up. With the Ravens, the Bengals last week got a big win over the Vegas Raiders, who were just in free fall mode. Pittsburgh ended up losing to the Chargers. Barely, though. I mean, they actually stormed back and tied it up versus the Chargers, and the Chargers just had to win it basically um, late there or in overtime. I'm sorry, they just had to win it late, not overtime. But in any case, I, since again, talked about this division being close, I'm going to Pittsburgh in this game. I Ben Roethlisberger came back last week. He looked okay. I think he's going to look better this game. It's in Cincinnati, but I got the Steelers in that game. Next game that I'm picking is the Patriots and the Titans. Yo, watch out the Patriots. As much as I can't stand that team, I can't stand the Patriots. Got love for Bill Belichick, though. Like him as a coach, respect him. But the Patriots are looking great. The Patriots have been rolling. Winners of their last five straight games. Tennessee isn't looking bad either. Yes, they had a pretty bad loss last week to Houston out of nowhere. But... The Patriots, look, the Patriots are at home. 
Tennessee, even though they kind of had that little shriek there after Derrick Henry went out, I don't know if they're actually going to be able to sustain that. I still think Tennessee can make the playoffs. They might still win our division since they are two games up on my coats. But I think Tennessee is a really good team. I just think they're running into the Patriots who are at home in this game. And that Patriots team is really clicking on all cylinders right now. So I have the Patriots over the Titans this week. The last game I'm going to pick, you know, when I was looking at the schedule, I couldn't actually find an upset kind of game on this schedule. I really couldn't. I couldn't find anything. So no upset this week, but the next game I'm picking is the Ravens and the Browns. Back to that AFC North. I'm going to keep this short for you. I have the Ravens winning this game. Lamar Jackson will be back um, from his illness, whatever it was. The team said it wasn't COVID-related. They just said he was sick, so he's going to be back. They're at home. Now, granted, the Browns normally play them pretty tough. The last couple of years they have. I think, again, Baltimore is the best team in that division. Baker Mayfield is hurt. He's not playing too well. If the... Ravens can basically stop Nick Chubb. That's easier said than done because Nick Chubb is a bad boy. And that offensive line they have is they'll maul people. But if they can do that, Ravens are going to win this game at home. So I have Ravens over Browns. So that's my picks. I have Colts over Bucks, Rams over Packers, Steelers over Bengals, Patriots over Titans, and then Ravens over Browns. All right, ladies and gents, let me me switch to this. With Thanksgiving being here and so many families getting together for the first time since the pandemic happened, I wanted to provide some tips to help this gathering go as smoothly as possible. So here are five things to not talk about or even mention while you're at that dinner table. Having that family get together. This is really in no particular order. I'm just going to give you five. So the first one I'm going to give, and I think everybody could agree with me on this one. Don't bring up anything COVID related. Just, Just don't look. The pandemic has done enough to each one of us. It's affected us in so many different ways. And with the polarization that COVID has took for unfortunate reasons. I just think COVID leave that alone. Don't bring up nothing with COVID, the vaccination, the CDC, Fauci. Don't bring up, don't bring up none of it. Just leave it alone. Leave it over there. Don't bring it up. The next thing to not bring up would be away from anything political. Even if everybody in your house votes the same, political issues are always hot button topics. And with, again, the culture wars that's going on right now, even if you all vote the same, there might be some little nuanced things in there that you won't agree with. That's just going to break out in some heated debate. So with that being said, anything political, 
Just don't don't leave it alone. Somebody bring it up, just look at me like, hey, look, we ain't talking about that. We no, we not getting into that. Just go and tell them. Set, set them ground rules. The next thing to not bring up is how many plates you have. So if you're a plate stasher like myself, I'm a plate stasher. I ain't going to lie. When I fix my first plate, best believe there's a second one and I'm fixing. I'm finna hide in my hiding spot. I ain't finna say where it is just in case one of my family members listen to this podcast. But hopefully they don't because then they just heard me actually telling myself. But anyway. If you got yourself an extra plate, don't even brag about it. Don't bring it up because trust me, everybody who goes to dinner, they want some leftovers, y'all. They don't want to have to cook tomorrow or the next day. They don't want to have to do that. So if you're the person who's stashing extra food before anybody else got their extra plate, oh yeah, you, you might break out into a fight. I'm telling you, you might break out into a fight. So just don't even bring it up. Just let that be between you your belly in the Lord, and you're going to be all right. The next thing to stay away from at the dinner table is talking about a family member's personal business. So here's what I mean by that. Let's just say Billy Joe brings his girl that nobody likes. Don't bring that up. Just, just let him make it for the day. I mean, we probably be all giving thanks anyway, so don't even bring it up. If somebody been going through something in their personal life, whether it be losing a job or just having a hard time just with anything else, just leave it alone because you don't want to open up an old wound or you don't want to create a new one either. So leave it alone. Leave personal matters out of it. And the last thing that you do not want to do. If your family is the type of family that does a potluck style dinner, don't bring up how nasty somebody's food is. Just don't even do it. Like, look, if you taste it and you just, mm, mm, this ain't good. Mm. And you don't like it. Then what you need to do is eat everything else on your plate. Then get up. Why they ain't looking right. Get up. Take it to the trash. Put the plate upside down. It's that time of the year for upside down plates. Put it upside down and you good. Now, you got some people who's really sneaky though. Who who just really observant. Who know, hold on a second. That plate upside down. That means there was food on the other side. What you could do is you scrape that food off into the trash can. Put your plate on top of it. They won't even know. But don't tell them they food nasty. You just asking for a fight and you don't want to do that. And I don't want you to do that either. So just don't. And your Thanksgiving going to be all right. That's my <laughs> things to not do while you're at that Thanksgiving dinner table. But ladies and gents, that's all I have for today's show. I know it's short, but thank you very much for your time. I'll be back next week. Remember, if you enjoy the content you're listening to here, Go to my, and you want more content, go to my Facebook page at R-Y-L now. That's R spelled out, Y-O now on Facebook. Like and follow me there on TikTok. Search me, search for me at are you listening now underscore Y or A-Y-L-N. Nevertheless, have a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy that food. 
I'll talk to you all later. Peace.